0: Welcome back to another episode of The Misfit Project. My name is Lisa and I am your host, your concierge of spiritual knowledge and just a whole bunch of shenanigans. So without further ado, today's topic, um, if you haven't read the title of this episode, is based on moon magic or the lunar magic. Um, so in brief cliff notes, um, we're gonna be talking about lunar cycles, um, what the moon means in astrology and kind of just basic tips and stuff like that. Uh, it's just a real basic knowledge of the moon and the types of intention and magic you can manifest while using the moon and the moon energy. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, my dudes, welcome back to another episode of the Misfit Project. And my name is Lisa. I'm your host, your concierge. And I'm going to take you for a very informative, but beautiful ride as we t- today, tonight, whatever time of day you're listening to this, we're going to talk about the lunar cycles and the type of manifestation, intentions, magic, whatever, whatever floats your boat type of deal. We're going to talk about those and i just want to say that there's a lot i can say about the moon and working with the moon um, because it's one of my foundations in practicing magic um and it's such a great way to establish some sort of ritual even if you're a baby witch so without further ado, let's get this shindig started. Um, but first I did want to throw out there that the points I make in this podcast episode are based on my experiences and the research that I've put into my own practice. Um, so take what I say with a grain of salt. If you want to use it, If you find the information that I've provided is good information and you want to use it, by all means, nobody's fucking stopping you. However, I am not responsible if anything goes wrong. That is all on you because you are the one that sets the intention. That is not me. I am just sharing said information. Um, Two, there's a lot of misinformation out there, as we were just talking about misinformation, Um, there's a lot of it out there, a lot of it. And when it comes to, um, performing magic under the guise of the moon, I wanted to clear it up with some facts. And I also wanted to clear it up because the practice of, um, magic or witchcraft or whatever have you, or if that's not what you want to call it, you want to call it setting intention. You want to call it your manifestation rituals, but using the lunar cycle to help you in said manifestation, it's all about the intention that you put in. I will formally say that. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, herbs, candles, spell jars, um, magic bags, or whatever have you. You don't need any of that. Hell, you can just get away with purely thinking about it. But if you're more of a kinetic person or a visual person, a piece of paper and a pen work just fine. A journal works just fine. Um, And also your intuition, following what your gut says. That is something that I think is very important to also point out. If somebody says, like an example, we'll just dive into the example. If somebody says, don't leave your crystals out in the full moon when it's a lunar eclipse. Because it's chaotic energy. You don't want to leave anything out. You don't want to make moon water. And I think, and this is just my personal opinion, I think that's kind of wrong. I think you should go based off of your intuition. And plus, life is birthed from chaos. There's nothing easy flowing about creation. Everything is created from chaos, from a spark, from a big bang, from something. That's how things are manifested and created because you thought of it. A thought can be chaotic sometimes. Our thoughts can run away with us. Most of the time, if you're an overthinker like myself... But that's beside the point the point is we're gonna talk about the moon and first we're gonna i'm gonna just start out with i don't know some fun little tidbit facts so <clears throat> um before we dive in to what kind of magic you can practice during the stages of the lunar cycle It's best to get an understanding for the energy of the moon and its symbolism for us. And in its most obvious form of symbolism for the moon, where can we find that? We can find that in the tarot. When we look at the symbolisms that the moon card in tarot present, we find that not all is as it seems. The literally one of the messages that the moon brings and the moon card is presented with two dogs a crawfish and two towers the crawfish is said to represent our earliest stages of development and the crawfish is coming out of the water and what that represents is that's us crawling out of the pool of unconsciousness and when we do that we become aware um there's Also, those two towers in the background. Throwing it out to all my Lord of the Rings fans out there. Holla. Two towers. Anyways, the two (laughs) the two towers represents the gateway through which we must pass if we want to attain enlightenment. And the two dogs are said to be linked to numerous ancient myths in regards to death and the moon guardians of the gates of death they ushered souls of the dead to the afterlife this is something that i never really paid attention to and a great representation of that is anubis anubis is the god of death mummification and the afterlife in ancient egyptian mythology He is said to have the head of a jackal or a jekyll, however you want to pronounce that tomato, tomato. Um, but I thought that that was quite interesting that there's that correlation that I myself never saw. It's very interesting. And there's also an old superstition that I just want to put out there because I'm really full of fun facts that If you hear a dog howl at the moon, that means that they sense the angel of death is near. So be wary of dogs howling at the moon, guys. (laughs) All right, well, let's lighten that topic up just a little bit. The moon belongs to the realm of dreams, psychic impressions, and imaginative ideas. The subconscious and what is hidden. The moon's magic can be harnessed at any time during the night and is best channeled in dreams, meditation, ceremony, and ritual. And there's this very beautiful balance between the sun and the moon and the phases in which it grows from full to new moon. And it brings profound energy related to development, expansion, spirituality, intuition, and deep insight and learning it can also be very dark emotional sensitive but rejuvenating at the same time you know it's really starting to sound like feminine energy and the moon is feminine energy not saying that the moon has a specific gender we just have energies we have masculine and we have feminine energies and literally everything that i just went over here in regards to the energy of the moon where it can be dark emotional sensitive it can be fertile you can use it for learning development expansion spirituality that's all feminine energy masculine energy is very direct it is very it puts things into motion it's about giving Whereas feminine energy is about receiving. Um, so to further enhance our magical activities when it comes to the moon, you should check out the zodiac signs as well as the phases that the moon is in when you perform a ritual. Um, Each zodiac sign is connected to one Earth element and has specific qualities that can be used to your advantage. So we've got Aries, which is ruled by Mars. This is a good time to um, set your intentions or practice your rituals in regards to control, power, strength, lust, and sex. Um, When the moon is in Taurus, you're looking at um setting intentions or practicing your rituals when it comes to relationships and money Taurus also has a very stubborn quality so anything performed at this time may result in high effectiveness and a positive long-term result when the moon is in Gemini um you're looking at a great opportunity um manifest some creativity fresh ideas look at some travel just stay cautious because gemini is a very shifty sign i know this i grew up with like a herd of gemini's like (laughs) there is so many gemini's in my family it's it's hard to believe (laughs) really hard to believe um When the moon is in Cancer, um, look at performing rituals or setting intentions under the guise of or concerning family, domestic life, and fertility. When it's in Leo, aim for your career, courage, leadership. When it's in Virgo, um, this is really a good time to focus on the details getting very detail oriented getting very organized um and also it's a really good time to look at um performing magic or reiki in um reiki ritual um Mm -hmm. reiki rituals i don't know why i was having such a hard time saying that (laughs) when in regards to health healing and education um Libra, Libra energies. when the moon is in Libra. Balance. Balance and relationships, partners. <clears throat> it's a really great time for when the moon is in Libra. When the moon is in Scorpio, this, this is a perfect time to work on some psychic powers. Your divination. It's a really good time to advance your skills in those said rituals. It's also really potent sexual energy. I don't know if you guys know this. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto has a lot of sexual energy. More so than you would see in like Venus and Mars. I find it very hard to believe too. I have a Pluto in my first house, (laughs) under Scorpio, which is my rising sign. I'm not, so, you know, I know that all too well. Sagittarius, moving forward. If the moon is in Sagittarius, you want to look at, um, the, um, when the moon is in Sagittarius, look at performing spells and rituals aimed towards like legal issues, truth, education, and protection, just because it carries a very strong intellectual influence. When the moon is in Capricorn, um, it's not as stubborn as Taurus, but it is the most stable earth sign. Um, and it's most suitable for um, performing rituals or setting intentions under organization, stability, and ambition. When the moon is in Aquarius, it's a really good time to work on those friendships, overcoming addictions, and creating psychic abilities. When the moon is in Pisces, you wanna um, look at performing mental magic, And that is like telepathy, clairvoyance, lucid dreaming, divination, communicating with the spirits, that kind of stuff. So now that we went over the zodiac signs in which the moon travels through within the 29.5 days of each cycle, let's go through the eight phases that it also goes through within those 29.5 days. So we have the new moon, we have the waxing crescent, first quarter, Waxing gibbous, full moon, waning gibbous, last quarter, and waning crescent. Um, The new moon is a really good time um, for setting intention. This is a really good time to let your imagination run free, um, to dream up new realities, um, to really set those intentions, um, planting the seeds for your future literally and figuratively. It's a really good time to actually plant seeds. So, um, the waxing crescent is a really good time to perform some constructive, constructive magic. I say that in quotations, constructive. Um, so calling in what you want from life and reality, whether those be projects, plans, emotional states and behaviors, um, such as, Self love, compassion, a positive attitude, and courage. Um, The energy of the waxing crescent is all about going within and pulling out what you want more of before you start thinking and envisioning what you want to bring forth from the external world. The first quarter moon is um, all about attraction from the external world. It is The optimal time for performing magic or setting intention that aims to draw things in, whether it be a person, money, the list can go on. Um, It's very conductive time to call back lost objects. I've done that one a few times. I lose things a lot. (laughs) Um, Waxing gibbous is... The constructive magic phase. I would say you would still be in the constructive magic phase. Um, And the waxing gibbs moons are great for giving that extra push to do something you've been working on. um, But may have been stagnant in. So like, you know, you start something and then you procrastinate on it. Because you're like, eh. my, my, My head was in the game and now... I just don't know that type of energy. that's it's a really great time to push yourself out of that rut and into sticking it out and finishing the project. Um, creating a routine or you can use this a lot to give you a push and help you overcome temptations and resistance. And now we're on to the full moon, baby. The full moon. Everybody loves the full moon. You want to know why? Because the moon is big. She's bright. She's out there. She's like, bam! Here I am now my glory. It's the most powerful phase in the cycle. And therefore, the most conductive to address major issues or challenges you may be facing. So, focusing your spells and your rituals on things that are the of the are of the god i can't speak Upmost importance to your life also this is a time to use your magic in meditations or intentions revolving around psychic development spirituality and divination moving on to the waning gibbous After the full moon, we enter the waning phase, in which energies are conductive to repelling, banishing, and destroying that which is unwanted. So, using this phase to perform spells, rituals, practicing your magic, aimed at minor banishing and cleansing, whether in physical terms or bringing closure to something that hasn't been working for you for a while, uh, like, at the time that I'm recording this, I believe the moon is in a waning gibbous. No, it would probably be in waning crescent right now. I lied. But anyways, it's a good time for really releasing what no longer serves you. The last quarter moon... Um, This is like if you have encountered an obstacle, say a bump in the road, as you are working towards your goals, um, this is the perfect time to overcome that said obstacle. Um, Use your intentions, your magic to help you boost over those hurdles That just may tempt you to give up. Um, This waning phase after the full moon is really just kind of about letting go, setting boundaries. um, So you can make the process of obtaining that intention that you set at the new moon that much easier. Now to say banishing and setting these boundaries are easy is easier said than done it just depends on the intention that you set your willpower your mental power your emotional power sometimes things can be very triggering when things come up when you're trying to manifest certain things and that happens and the best i mean I can't necessarily say what's the best way to go through it. You kind of just have to figure that out or use the tools that you have learned along the way of your journey. And if using lunar magic is one of those, then the last quarter is probably the best um, lunar phase to help you out with Getting over some obstacles. The waning crescent, however, is we're getting closer to the dark moon phase. Um, And these energies are more suitable for performing bigger banishings, such as getting rid of anything that has been absorbing joy from your life and draining your energy. If there's anything you wish to cut out from your life, work with these energies um, during this period. Whether it's, you know, dropping a dead-end project or ending a relationship, a friendship that is harmful, focusing your spells and rituals, and then setting your intentions on the on being deliberate of dropping anything that no longer serves you. Now, I have a list of moon goddesses, but I am so terrible at pronouncing things I'm just going to share them with you over the week. Um, The different moon goddesses. I personally love working with Isis. She's been my go-to girl from the get-go. I'm slowly starting to integrate working with Hectate. Um, That one is a... That one's a little bit more difficult because I know she can be... (sighs) what's the word I'm looking for, <laughs> um, she can be very pushy, I guess that's the nicest way to put it, I don't know, I don't know, Hectate, she, yeah. she's a little more advanced, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I will go through and post up some of the, um, moon goddesses that I know and love and some that I'm still learning about. And it's great to keep your knowledge, um, expanding. It's great to learn about things as you go, um, putting things into practice, so on and so forth. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much all I have for you guys was those lunar phases And the zodiac signs and the type of magic that you can, um, the type of intention, the type of magic, the type of ritual that you can um, practice during these certain lunar cycles and lunar phases. Um, If you want me to go into details about... The current lunar phases that we're going through, I can definitely do that. I can also do energy readings and stuff like that. Um, at the same time, and the different types of magic um, that you can perform, such as like candle magic, that's also one of my go-tos is candle magic. Another one of my go-tos is um, spell jars, those ones are a little bit more tricky. Those ones I kind of do quarterly just because I got to bury the jar. And I got to find a good place to bury the jar. Um, and I can go over all of that stuff too. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was informational. I hope you learned something. And you take something away from this and use it for your own practice. And if you do, let me know. Let me know if this helped you out. Let me know if you want to know more. Um, You can send me an email at misfithannigan13 at iCloud.com. And that is misfit, M-I-S-F-I-T, Hannigan, H-A-N-N-A, g-a-n 1313 at icloud.com uh, you can also hit me up on my Instagram I'm slowly integrating to TikTok my Instagram is the.misfit.project TikTok is the Misfit Project um, and you can follow me on Facebook so yeah I also have a shop which is dedicated to, um, spiritually inspired art with a kind of a morbid twist. Um, and it's spiritually inspired art for the misfit in you. And I hope all of you misfits out there have a great evening and, you know, keep it funky, groovy keep it groovy dudes, keep it groovy, all you punky misfits, you, (laughs) all right, Um, and with that being said, signing out, have a good night guys.